Welcome to podcasts recorded live at the Center for Spiritual Living in Portland, Oregon. Listen past the end of the podcast to find out more about our spiritual center and ways that you may collaborate with us. Good morning, and welcome to the Portland Center for Spiritual Living. Wherever you are on your spiritual journey, you're most welcome here. All that we ask is that you stay open to changing your entire life simply by changing your mind. My name is Reverend Larry King. I'm the senior minister here. We're finishing up our work in the Pema Chodron's book, Taking the Leap. We've been learning about the Buddhist concepts of Shampa and some of the ways that our minds will trick us into actually having a negative perception of ourselves and the world. It's, it's an attachment that we have to ways of thinking and ways of being that actually in the end result are unhealthy for us. And so we've been taking a look at how we might uh, disperse this shampa or not become involved in it. Last week, we specifically talked about our attachment to the past and the future, that often we ignore the possibility of enjoying ourselves right in the moment because we're either daydreaming or fearful about what might happen, or we're stuck in the past. We're replaying events that happened long ago, either positive or negative uh, attachment to our life in the past. And so completely avoiding the possibility of the present moment, of joy in the present moment. And as we know, the future is only a maybe. The past is already gone. And so it is truly only in the present moment that true joy, true acceptance, true happiness can be found. But you may have noticed, <laughs> at least a couple of you noticed, that I didn't really explain how to do that very well, <laughs> right? It, it was all theory, so we'll stay in the present moment, and good luck with that. <laughs> but, but have you ever been in the present moment when things are going wrong, and isn't it just that urge to just ignore the present moment and hope that things get better, to ignore what's going on and the possibility of the present moment and, and retreat maybe into the past. And so, uh, so I didn't completely do you a good turn there by not going into some of the ways that we can actually begin enjoying the present moment today. So, so that is uh, what my intention is today, to give you some real world tools for finding that enjoyment in the present moment. And I think the best place to start is one of my Mullah Nasruddin stories. And in fact, you're going to be, you're going to be doubly blessed today, believe it or not. I have two of them. I managed to dust off a, a couple of his stories for your enjoyment. So one fine day, Mullah Nasruddin, the great Sufi wise man and fool, went to the marketplace and he bought a fine piece of meat. On the way home, he met a friend who gave him a special recipe for it. Mullah said the friend, this is the most tasty recipe. It contains the perfect spices to enhance your meal. You've never tasted anything like this before, I promise. It's a true masterpiece of flavors. It's a triumph to the palate. Well, Mullah Nasruddin was very happy. As he walked along, he thought about how wonderful the meat would taste, how happy his wife would be to have the recipe, how content and full the family would feel. What a delight. While daydreaming, he let slip the package. As it fell to the ground, a large crow swooped down 
stole the meat and flew off with it. You thief, cried Nazrudin to the departing crow. He shook his fist. You have stolen my meat, but you will not enjoy it. After all, I have the recipe. And so, of course, Nazrudin is really bringing up the question, where does our pleasure come from? Where does joy come from? If we're going to learn to find joy in the present moment, where do we find it? Is it in the meat? Is it thinking about the meat? Is it thinking about a recipe that might enhance the meat? Right? Who's going to be happier here? Is it the crow? (laughs) Is it Nazrudin? And I guess that brings us to the larger question today. If we're going to find joy in the present moment, if we're going to rejoice in things as they are, where does this idea of rejoicing come from? Well, in the Buddhist tradition, of course, it comes from our mind, not necessarily from the stuff around us. And although we tend to have that, uh, that linkage of our mind of the thing brings the joy, It's really the thing that only triggers our mental processes that create joy in our experience. So it's really those mental processes. It's the, it's the imagining how tasty the meat's going to be. It's the, the, the mental perspective that the recipe is going to enhance things. It may or may not. But what I do know is in the moment through our thinking, we can bring joy. Regardless of what's going on, regardless of, uh, uh, of whether we have what we want or we think we need, regardless of things that we think are missing from our lives or even surplus in our lives, true joy is an inside job. It's an inner construct. And so this idea today, this idea of mudita or the, the frame of mind that is rejoicing in things as it is, that, that appreciative noticing is something that we create. So to cultivate mudita, we focus on moving our attention from the negative to the positive. And I, and I know this is difficult. You know, there have been some studies on modern brain science that says just in the normal course of a day, we tend to select out or notice or remember negative things six times more often than positive things. It's as though our brain is actually wired to notice in particular or to remember in particular things that are not right or have gone wrong. And so it sometimes gives us the idea that there's six times as much trouble in the world and we better pay attention to it. But just knowing how our brain works, reassure yourself, really there are six times more positive things going on than probably you're noticing. When you're driving down the freeway, do you notice all the cars that are behaving themselves? <laughs> or do you notice, do you notice that one car that's zooming ahead of everybody and, and cutting people off? Right? When you're walking down the street, do you notice all of the, the people enjoying themselves and pleasantly walking along? Or do you notice that, that one fellow that seems not quite right? or that might pose some kind of an issue to you. Do you see how it works? 
we live our lives noticing the one neighbor that's troublesome or the one coworker out of out of hundreds of coworkers that perhaps isn't to your liking and so it truly is the power of our mind the power of our discernment that can begin switching that role and it can begin very easily simply by you noticing it next time you notice something that brings out a negative reaction in yourself whether it's driving on the on the highway uh, whether it's at work whether it's at home just notice the next time that that negative thought that desire to be hooked into negativity comes up and just put it on pause for a minute and even just look around where you are right now and notice and see everything that's going right. Notice that perhaps 99% of your life is going right. So the upset comes your way, your button's been pressed. You'll remember a couple of weeks ago, we, we talked about the idea of our buttons being pressed, right? We installed the buttons and then we get the joy of reacting to them when someone else presses them. But again, we, we will take the opportunity to put that on pause rather than reacting outwards, rather than lashing out or being in a place of reaction to that button being pushed. Let us just put it on pause for a moment and see if we can notice how well our lives are actually going right in that moment. We just put it on pause and even allow our mind to wander, our eyes to rove around a little bit. How wonderful this house is. How beautiful the layout of it. What lovely sofa curtains. Now, I know, so, I know some of you are, are beginning to laugh a little bit. Larry, that's trivial. But yes, and isn't the negativity ultimately trivial as well? So part of this whole practice of appreciation, this whole idea of appreciative joy, is on purpose to put in the background some of the negativity that we might tend to notice and simply pull into the foreground some of the beauty in our lives, some of the, the love that we feel from other people some of the utility or the good that we get out of our jobs or that we get out of some of the relationships we have. Yes, there can be trouble there, but do we need to dwell on it? Do we need to make it be the focus of the present moment? So that's how we begin to cultivate mudita. We focus on that idea of the ability we have to move our attention, to move the attention for what something in the moment seems negative or alarming, to simply refocus it on something more positive. Now, I know some of you are thinking, well, wait a minute. Well, if I'm right in the middle of something, <laughs> if someone's right in my face, I can't just turn my back and start thinking happy thoughts. <laughs> That's just not very realistic. And of course, you're right. We do have to deal with what's before us. So don't get me wrong. Sometimes we simply have to do what's in front of us and save the mudita for later. But I'm here to tell you, very often we repeat and carry on with our negative thinking long after the issue has actually passed. The upset may have been a phone call that happened at 9 o'clock this morning, and here it is 2 in the afternoon, right? And we're still dwelling on it. 
So whenever you notice yourself wandering back to the negativity, whenever you find yourself replaying events that were upsetting, that's the time to put that on the back burner, just allow it to fade into the background and put our focus, put our attention on appreciative joy, on this idea of, wait a minute, the world around me is actually loving. The world around me is actually safe. There is love here. There is peace here. There is beauty here. I have another Mullah Nasruddin story for you. Are you ready? This one is titled Mullah Nasruddin, the Metaphysician. So Mullah Nasruddin once took a job as a coachman. One day he was asked to drive his employer to a disreputable part of town. Keep your eyes open, said the employer, as he alighted from his coach at the destination. This place is infested with thieves. Well, sometime later, the man thought of checking on his new employee. Is everything all right? What are you doing now? The employer shouted from the window of the house he had gone into. Oh, I'm just sitting here wondering what happens to a man's lap when he gets up, the mullah shouted back. A little later, the employer again shouted from the window, What are you doing now, mullah? Well, I'm wondering what happens to a fist when the fingers are unclenched, shouted Nasruddin. Well, his employer was impressed. My coachman is no ordinary fellow, he boasted to the hosts. He certainly is a metaphysician and a philosopher. Half an hour later, he again poked his head out of the window and shouted, What are you doing now, mullah? I'm wondering who stole the horses, replied Nasruddin. And so how do we take this philosophy, this desire to contemplate the world in a more positive way, how can we take it to the streets? How does it not just be a, a metaphysical thing that we think would be nice? And so I wanted to share with you today a practice that you can do to cultivate appreciative joy just on the fly. It doesn't have to be part of a meditation. It doesn't have to be something that you set up to do routinely. It's something that you can just do even when negativity arises in your life. This is something that I invite you just to follow along as I describe it. This is something you can do with your eyes wide open. In fact, you'll need to have your eyes open for it. So let's start out by just noticing something that's on your person. It might be an article of clothing. It might be a piece of jewelry. Just notice something that's on your person. Now think of something pleasant about it. On purpose, just think of something pleasant about it. Maybe you like the texture of it. Maybe it fits well, or maybe it's comfortable. Maybe it's a piece of clothing or jewelry you've had just a, a sweet long time, and it brings back fond memories. Maybe it's beautiful or striking. Maybe you've had compliments about it. Maybe it was given to you by someone special, or maybe the process of buying it was pleasurable. Just continue to examine and think about this item and the positive nature of it. Think with gratitude of the many people that were involved in manufacturing it or bringing it to you. 
just continue to examine it, to think about all of the positive qualities of this particular item of clothing or jewelry. When you've noticed all that's good and sufficient about it, just bless it. Give thanks for it. Feel gratitude in your heart for this item. Just allow your emotions to just encompass your feelings of appreciative joy and gratitude. Now look around you and choose another item that you can see. It might be an object of furniture or decoration, just something around the house that you noticed. You can really pick it at random. But begin thinking something pleasant about it. Maybe you like the way that it looks. Maybe you like the shape of it. Maybe it's useful or comfortable. Maybe it's beautiful. Maybe it provides a a unique and important service to you. Maybe it was given to you by someone special or, or the process of buying it was pleasurable. Just continue to examine this item that you've chosen at random from around the house and continue to think of positive aspects of it. Maybe the many people engaged in creating it or in bringing it to you. Maybe it's the, the color of it. Maybe it's a a sense of joy or pride that you have in displaying it. Continue to examine and think about this item, all the positive qualities of it. Now bless it. Give thanks for it. See if you can bring that feeling of gratitude and joy into your heart, that ability to really feel appreciation for it. Now, I'll give you a tip just from my own mind. I use this particular technique when I'm out in public and things aren't quite going the way I would like. Have you ever been that person at perhaps a grocery store line and you have waited and you've waited and you've waited and suddenly you realize that the person doing the checkout is someone who's in training and the person they're waiting on is having trouble with their credit cards. There's that urge, if you're like me, and and perhaps I'm divulging too much, just to be pissed off, just to be angry at the store for putting me in this situation. Well, that, as you know, is one of those places, those tugs where the button gets pressed, and, and I might be quick to come into anger. Here is a place where I would use this appreciative joy I would simply pick an item in the store. In fact, the store I'm thinking of where I usually wait to be checked out is right in the aisle with the peanut butter and the jelly. (laughs) And I'll just look over and remember some of the sweet times I had as a child with peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. I'll think of the people who perhaps raised the peanuts and, and had the farm where the blackberries and raspberries grew. I'll appreciate the the remembrance of the taste in my mouth of both the peanut butter and jelly. I'll think about the love that my mom used to put into those sandwiches that she'd pack up and send me off to school. Do you see what I'm doing? 
I could focus on that one thing that isn't going right in my life. I could focus on being stuck at the line at the supermarket, a line that I've already waited in too long, a line that's keeping me from doing other things in my life. I could focus on that. I could even react to it in anger and say something perhaps unpleasant to the checker or the person ahead of me that's fumbling with their credit cards. But instead, instead I'm realizing that I can actually experience joy even in that upsetting moment. And that I can use this process of appreciative joy wherever I am. And so wherever you are, any time of the day or night, any time that an upset comes your way, and by the way, you can probably tell that this might be a homework assignment, right? But anytime you feel that upset in your heart, that likelihood of wanting to lash out or, or say something that perhaps you would regret later, maybe it is the time for this appreciative joy, just noticing the sweet little things around you. Put aside the, the one thing that's not going well and appreciate the thousands of things that bring you joy, that bring you love, that you can sense are right with the world. Let's do one more together, would you? This time I invite you to close your eyes and just think of someone that you care about. Maybe it's a relative or a friend that's important to you. Actively think pleasant thoughts about them. Maybe you share values or opinions. Maybe you like the way they look or the way they talk. Maybe they always seem to understand what's going on with you. Maybe they've been an inspiration to you or a mentor to you. Maybe you raised them or maybe they raised you. Continue to think about this person and all the positive nature of them. Of course, there may be negative elements as too, but just allow those to fade into the background. Concentrate on everything that's good and sufficient and loving about this person. And then bless them. Give thanks for them. See if you can bring up into your heart that sense of loving kindness, of gratitude. Just thank them in your heart for the involvement that they have in your life. So we, we've seen a couple ways of taking this out of the metaphysics and actually bring it into your personal life today. We've, we've not gone full Mullah Rudin and just ignored the horses being stolen, right? We know that we can actively have a change to our thinking simply by using this idea of rejoicing in the things just as they are, allowing the negative input that we get from our five senses to simply fade into the background. We recognize that it's there. If something needs to be done, of course, we'll take care of it. But if nothing needs to be done, let us use the power of our thinking to find those small, sweet, lovely things going on in our life. Allow ourselves to be reoriented 
towards the positive. Pima Chodron recommends implementation of this idea of appreciative joy in several ways. First, she asks that we put it into our spiritual practice. And it might be uh, like the meditation we did at the beginning of the service. Her other suggestion, though, as part of an ongoing spiritual practice is a gratitude journal. And, uh, and I know many of us already have one. I'll tell you about mine, and, and it's the kind of journal that she recommends. It's something that just sits by my bedside, and every night I spend only about five minutes to write down the five things for which I'm truly grateful for that day. Now, I have to admit, once in a while, I'm like, oof, oof, oof. <laughs> all right, all right, I love my dogs. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like you've had a terrible day, but then you start thinking, well, wait a minute. What a beautiful house I have. What a loving partner. What sweet dogs. It allows us to reorient from a day that maybe has not gone well into that realization of rejoicing in the things that are. The realization that there's so much good going on and that I can be thankful for it. The other thing that it does, uh, and we believe in the science of mind, that that which we focus on increases. So if I focus on what I'm grateful for, if I, if I focus on the light and the love, on the joy and the peace, then surely I will have more of it. Surely that will be increased. So another good reason for that gratitude journal is to simply switch you into that mode of, of acquiring more of what you desire, more love, more peace, more light. A friend of mine, she does her gratitude journal in the morning. And do you know, she calls it her future gratitude journal. And I love this. I, uh, I don't think she'd mind if I share the idea with you. She sets out with her day intending for the things she'll be grateful for. And so in her journal, she might write, uh, uh, I will be grateful for the telephone conversation I have with my boss today. I'll be grateful for enjoying my work day today. I'll be grateful for going out to the movies with my friend Susan this evening. I'll be grateful for cleaning my house and enjoying how beautiful it is when I'm finished. So she'll actually set up her day for future gratitude. And that's a lovely way of doing it too. Pima Chodron also says uh, that we should set aside time throughout the day to rejoice in the things as they are, to set aside this idea of appreciation throughout the day. So maybe if you have a break at work, maybe as I suggested in our little experiment here, if something upsetting comes your way, what a perfect time to simply seek out this change of thought, to seek out the good things going on around you. All right, well, let me summarize. Today we completed our study, whew, of that idea of shampa, right? Of our buttons being pressed, of us being fixated on the future and the past and the things that upset us, our fixation with things that are negative. So we've wrapped up our study of this idea of shampa, our attachments, and we've learned that a key method of avoiding shampa is cultivating an appreciative frame of mind. We can learn to find appreciation, even joy, in any moment if we make that choice. If we recognize that our mind is apt to seek out the negative, we can choose to overturn that. 
we can choose to recognize and focus on the dozens of things that are going well instead of maybe the one thing that needs some work. We can practice appreciative joy through a gratitude journal, through meditation, or simply choosing in any given moment to put aside the negative thoughts and take up more positive ones. Well, I did mention your homework earlier, but let me review it. The next time you're hooked into some negative, angry, or resistant thoughts, right? You might translate that into next time your button gets pushed. See if you can pause. We'll just put that reaction on pause. I'm not going to lash out. I'm not going to talk back. I'm not going to do something without thinking about it. I'm just going to put that on pause and instead see if you can cultivate appreciative joy. Look around your room where you are and see if there's something in that room that you can choose to appreciate. Or, or imagine a loved one that isn't even in the room with you and see if you can focus on cultivating appreciative joy around that person or that relationship. Well, I want to close today with a quote from the book and a prayer. So this is how Pema Chodron completes the book. She says, This book has been an attempt to look closely at how we stay stuck in the kind of narrow, self-absorbed vision of negativity. It also has been an attempt to pass on some of what my teachers have taught me about how to get unhooked. The motivation for presenting this material, however, is not solely the wish that each of us might become happier. The primary intention is that we might follow the advice contained in order to prepare ourselves to look beyond our own welfare and consider the great sufferings of the world right now. As we change our own dysfunctional habits, we are simultaneously changing the habits of society itself. One's own awakening is intertwined with the awakening and enlightenment of society. If we can lose our personal appetites for aggression, for addiction, for negativity, the whole planet will benefit. Let us pray. There is one power, one presence, one life and one love. There is only this one thing that I call God or spirit. And what I know about spirit is there's nothing outside of it. There is only God. And so I know I'm, I'm part of that one presence. I have to be by definition. God's love is, is my love. God's joy is my joy. Everything that God has is so willingly shared with its other pieces and parts of which I am one. And so the goodness of God itself is mine to have and to enjoy in every moment. For I myself, I know there's that willingness to pause before I react. Instead of reacting to negativity, that pause allows me to think about the possibilities of joy. It allows me to cast my consciousness around to, to seek out that which is good and pleasant, joyous, and bringing of gratitude. 
I also know that I have a willingness to stop in any present moment and just review what I'm thinking and make changes to those thoughts. Finally, I I know I have a commitment to cultivating this mindset of joy, to recognize that the negativity and the joy arises in my own mind and that I have a choice as to which one I magnify and follow. Well, as it is true for me, I know without question that it is true for everyone. Each of us has the opportunity of changing our mind. Each of us has the opportunity of making a difference by by choosing carefully the thought patterns we have in our own mind to let go of those things that uh, that are a result of our button being pressed, to disconnect those buttons, to move forward in a life that is more positive, that focuses in on the appreciative joy that we find in other people and the world around us. So for this, this notion of moving forward in love, moving forward in gratitude, for this way of contemplation, I give great thanks. And in gratitude, I release my prayer into the activity, into the action of the law itself. I let it be, and together we say, and so it is. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. If you happen to be in the Portland, Oregon area, we'd love to have you visit in person. The Portland Center for Spiritual Living is located at 6211 Northeast Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard. We have inspirational services at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. every Sunday. We also have many programs, classes, and workshops developed just for our online audience. To find out more, go to our website at cslportland.org and look under the Online tab. We have a variety of content dedicated specifically for our podcast listeners. Our mission is to open hearts, ignite minds, and make a difference. If you'd like to support our center and its podcasts, you can donate online at cslportland.org slash donate. Our website is also the place to learn more about what's going on at the center or to contact us. Allow us to become part of your extended spiritual community. Wherever you are on your spiritual journey, you are most welcome at the Center for Spiritual Living.